All right, let's bring it in. Um, we're going to just jump right into this whole uh, section, this lesson. used to be three, four-day lesson, and uh, part of the reason was having to try and build a kingdom culture at Wheaton Academy. It wasn't that we were anti that or that we didn't have pockets of that. But, but you guys get to come to school where that is like, I mean, now we're actually using the language from the stage. Kingdom culture. I love it. I, I wouldn't want any other title for a culture at a Christian school. I think it's fabulous. When you have our leader, Jesus, running around saying the kingdom of God is within you, upon you. He came to bring the kingdom. He teaches us to pray about kingdom. It's fabulous language for us to use. I think it's great. So... That's what today's lesson is about, is how do we get that, not just in our macro culture of Wheaton Academy, not just building that in our world, but how like every day during this period, can it, can it feel and be like the kingdom for at least 45 minutes of your day, right? So I'm on page 15 of the guidebook. Um, it's a title page for this section. Um, I just had a teacher ask me over the weekend, so how, how long do you spend on that kingdom stuff? Um, like, can I get it done in like 15 minutes or so? I'm like, you can. <laughs> it's just you're setting up the entire culture for your whole class. And I'm like, I, like, I usually spend several days. Um, the nice thing is, I don't, I've, I've now watched you guys for a week. I don't feel like we have to spend tons of time navigating this. I think you guys get it, and you're going to do it, and you're going to live it. I already see you doing it, so I'm not concerned. But I still don't want to not invite us into it as a community. Fair enough. But I want to connect this with philosophy and theology, with worldview. I could have said developing a kingdom worldview of love and honor. Um, maybe I should. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I like mindset. It's like how do we adjust our minds so that we see the world as kingdom? I picked the two words, love and honor. We do those. We're good. Period. Right? Uh, so let's, let's turn the page to page 16. And uh, we're going to pray. This is our prayer. I think it's important to really consider something in regards to the Lord's Prayer. Lots of praying going on back in the day. We've got the Egyptians are praying, and you know the, the Romans are praying, and the Greeks are praying, and whoever. Like, there people, there's lots of praying going on in the ancient world. And even the, the Jews have their prayers. They've got their little tassels and their prayers and they get stand on the street corners as far as we could tell because Jesus references that. Praying out loud in public and lots of praying. So Jesus, the disciples are following their rabbi who's teaching them his way of doing things, the way, the yoke, right? How do you, how do you, if you're going to be Jesus' disciple, what do you got to do? And they're like, so Jesus, teach us how to pray. We need a prayer. Everybody else has got prayers. We need a prayer. He's like, oh, okay, fine. You want a prayer? Fine. Here's a prayer. Probably didn't say it like that. But it's interesting to me that he gave them a prayer to pray that 2,000 years later, halfway across the world, we're sitting here and we get to pray as well. It was written down. 
So if God steps down on the terra firma, <laughs> and is like, you want to pray to me? Like, you want to do a prayer? Here. <laughs> like, here's the thing you should do. Pray this. That's the kind of prayer I want. So it's kind of interesting to have God himself tell us how to pray to him. <laughs> yeah? If you've never connected those dots, there you, you're welcome. All right? And so Jesus says, pray like this. Dad. You have to consider, I'm a lit teacher. This is intentional. He could have said anything else to start his prayer. What he doesn't say is almost more important than what he does. Although most of us don't even still don't catch what he said. You and I are supposed to call God what? Dad. Dad? What the heck? Really? Now, I get it if they're like, hey, disciples, this is how I pray. I'm Jesus, so this is how I pray. Hey, Dad, because he is my dad. You know, like Joseph's really not because the whole Holy Spirit Mary thing, you can let your imagination go or not. That's up to you, right? But like God literally is Jesus's dad. <laughs> Got it? Even down to the molecular science level. Cool, right? And he's good to said, hey, this is how I pray. You guys got to figure out your little prayer. No, he says, I want to teach you guys how to pray. And I want you, like me, to call him dad. So if I actually pray this, my father who is in heaven, and my dad's a king, what does that make me? A prince. You're a what? Ever dress up as one? <laughs> my daughters do all the time. And I keep reminding them, just so you're aware, this is not pretend. You can pretend. That's fine. But your dad's a worldview teacher. <laughs> we study the Bible. We believe in Jesus. We believe that the prayer we're praying is not metaphor. It's real. So when my daughter prays, my father who is in heaven, thanks for being a king and for making me a real princess. Prince, 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 princess in the kingdom because your dad's who? The king of the universe, right? Not too shabby, right? Kind of cool. What? It is. It's totally raw. I, I'm lingering for minutes on this. Like, the opening line of this is nuts. If we really go with a biblical worldview, not as meta, like not as just some little lesson that you walked in to get today. Like, I'm no longer slave fear. I am a child of God. Like, are you just singing that, or do you actually believe you're a child of God? Jesus is your older brother. You're in that family. You're in the family. It's totally raw. It's nuts. I, I, it's so nuts that most of us don't really get it. Some of us don't want to believe it. Some of you have had crappy dads. Maybe you still have a crappy dad. Some of you don't have dads, right? Some of you have amazing dads who are loving and kind and generous and really good leaders and bless you. That's awesome, right? I'm doing the best I can. 
Henry Nowen says, watch out. God won't let your dad be perfect. He won't. Because if your dad was perfect, you'd never go to who? <laughs> God as dad. But your dad is supposed to transfer you off and do the best they can to represent the father to you. I'm doing the best I can to represent that to my kids. I mess up. I try to tell them when I do and say I'm sorry. But some of you need to hear today, now's the time to make the shift. Now or college or at some point, going from earthly dad to heavenly dad. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. No, Jesus made the shift, right? Joseph, 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 and God. He's teaching these teenagers to call God dad. If we actually, I mean, no wonder Jesus wasn't a slave to fear. He knew that he was a child of God. If God's your dad, do you have to be afraid? My dad's bigger than your dad, you know, like, right? Like, oh, and by the way, my dad has plenty of money. I don't have to worry about money anymore. Right? And my dad's really good. Like, a really good dad. Some of us don't really see God as a good dad. We think that God will do stuff like, oh, well, you know, God gave me this sickness to teach me something. If I did that with my own children, that would be called what in a court of law? Child abuse. Why do we think God does that? Or like people have said, oh, well, God's just trying to teach your brother a lesson. My brother's house burned down in the California fires. Like, well, God's just trying to help him learn something. Imagine if I walk up to Eli's Legos and light them on fire. I just want you to learn something, Eli. God is a good dad. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> okay. This big, right. And, he's, and he's, we're allowed to call him dad and then receive the blessings and benefits of God being dad. My wife and I, you could say have it hard or easy, however you want to look at it, but both of our earthly dads are dead. Right? It's sad. It happened a long time ago. We're working through that. But the, there's a weird benefit to that. Like, God's our dad now. Right? Our dads are with God in heaven, so we might as well just, like, just go there. Right? We get? So our Father, you could say, who art in heaven, depends on your translation. Holy is your name. That little sentence is important. He's God. Holy means set apart, other. This is not monism. You're not praying to me who is in heaven because I am God and God and I are like, no. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. You are holy. You are other. But you love me. Thanks for making me part of your family. You're God, I'm not. That's what we're saying. We good? Keep going? So now I want you to repeat after me. Ready? Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On Wheaton Academy campus. In this classroom. Just like heaven. Do we get it? 
Any anxiety in heaven? So then how about down here? Any depression in heaven? How about down here? Um, any hurricanes and tornadoes and stuff in heaven? No. So, so if you think those come from God as judgment, they're not in heaven. Right? Is there, is there sickness in heaven? So no. So when Jesus carries, he says the kingdom of God is within you and upon you and near you. When Jesus walks around building the kingdom and he sees sickness, he's like, well, wait, that's not part of my kingdom. So sickness has got to what? That's got to go. Right? Yeah? And if you're like, yeah, but God gave the sickness. A, we already talked about that. B, there is no sickness in heaven. <laughs> There's none in heaven. So how could he give it to somebody? It's not even what? He goes over like, oh, I'm going to give that person sickness. Uh, he goes to the sickness drawer and there's like he opens it and there's none in there because we're in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. Got it? He can't give it. Yeah. Yeah, go for Job. Perfect. Yeah. Not kind of like test him to what? Yeah, there you go. Good teachers do what? Yeah. He's God. But the key to that whole thing is, did God go, excuse me, Satan, I'm going to go make him sick. There's a huge difference between allowing something and doing something. Huge difference, right? Richard Rohr calls God the great allower in chapter two of one of his books. I remember like, oh no, I don't want to read this chapter, right? Yeah, but is it his will? We know his will. In Jesus, we see the will of the Father. Go for it. What does he do with sickness? What does he do with death? What does he do with suffering? They're going to throw rocks on a woman. Do you throw rocks on people in heaven? No, so do we do it down here? No, <laughs> right? Let's see what's going on. I think that's why we're doing this. This is worldview class. A.W. Tozer says, your view of God is the most important thing about you because it affects what? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like two years ago. I feel like... Oh, this do is... You, do you know the verse where it says, like, sickness? I forget where it's from, but like sickness and... Yeah. I don't know if you know it by like heart or not, but like I feel like that just kind of like sums up also kind of a lot. Yeah. Talking about because I feel like when we say, "Oh, God gave me this sickness," like, I've heard that so many times. I know. Like, every time I hear it, I'm just kind of like, "What? That's not a God that I want to." No way. I d I would not want to go to heaven and spend eternity with a God who makes people sick. <laughs> like what the heck? That's so twisted, right? I was messed up, right? If you want that, just go hang out with Zeus or something, yeah. right? But I just I feel that way. I read that passage and like one time in church and I was just like, hey, and I believe that the Bible is true. So I was just like, there you go. That's it. Like, so it's right there. Jesus and Lord over me. A couple weeks ago, I started to feel sick and I was like, nope. Nah, Bring it. We're not doing it. I, I, I always tell the sickness, go back to where you came from. And that would not be God. Right? Like, uh, Satan, you can just have it right back. Hey, man, let's give it up right there. Come on, a little something. I've been praying. Um, no, my wife gets horribly ill when she's pregnant. That would not be part of the kingdom, right? 
So for 10 months, she was horribly sick last year with little Ivy. And so we're like, Psalm 103, he heals all my diseases, right? We prayed that over and over and over again. She it never went away. But what we didn't do is like, oh, well, God's making you sick to, you know, teach you something about delivering babies. It's like, what the heck? How messed up would that be for me to worship a God on Sunday, praise his name, and then he's like making my wife sick? That just doesn't work, right? Why didn't he take it away? I don't know the answer to that, right? I mean, that's part of the journey here. We're trying to figure that stuff out. But I'm just not going to blame him for it, especially Psalm 103. He heals all of our diseases. He's a healer, not a sickness giver. Yeah? We're at war. This is war. War's messy. War's hard. You want to win every battle, right? Right? Yeah, that is hard. That's really hard. We can open that nut right now, or we can wait until we have a little more of this under our belt. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. Anybody else find that troubling at times? Raise your hand so she knows she's not alone. Okay, good. Like right here. Like he allowed my wife to get sick. I'm like, well, what the heck? Why would you allow that? And I have to be careful with that. That needs to be handled delicately. Right? And you be handled delicately. Let me give you a hint and a nudge. The answer is found by getting closer to a God of love versus pushing him away. Is that helpful for enough for today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, what we need to do right now is ground ourselves in some truth. If we're going to call him dad, I'm not going to walk up to my son and break his leg and say, that's good for you to learn something from. You know, like that's just horrifying. Right? So I've got to. Now, might I allow Eli while riding his bike to fall once or twice? I might. And I'm a bad dad. He's got to. I got to let go of the bike at some point. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. Again, I don't. We could go there, but okay, good. Yeah. Pushing his bike over. That that. Thank you. That's the difference that we're talking about right now. It's like, hey, Eli, bam. I'm like, what the heck? It's good for you to like hit the ground and scrape your knee. You know, like, no, right? But Olivia, I was teaching little Olivia how to ride her bike, and she's like, don't let go, don't let go. I'm like, if I never let go, you will never ride on your own. She's like. Fine, let go. And I let go, and then she crashed. I'm like, oh, shoot. Right? But she's like, don't, why'd you let go? I'm like, because you told me to. Like, right? It's, it, but the, you know why it worked? She loves me. She trusts me. We're in relationship. I'm not going to let her run out in front of a car on her bike. You know, like, I'm not going to do that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We good? We okay? Thanks. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for pushing back. I think that's why second period... We are a little more awake, right? So, and that's, first period was fabulous. It was just more of just receiving and soaking. But I love this. This is why we're doing this. And if you're like, yeah, but we got to get on to the no, you guys, this like this, <laughs> this is the, this is the lesson. We're trying to navigate this. I love Revelation. Corey Hockett and Steve Bolt have been bringing up that verse from Revelation. Every nation, every tribe, all worshiping together. Right. That's kingdom. No racism. No bigotry. Right? We're not bashing men and women are bashing each other. 
no mocking. Like we get this stuff, right? I think that's where it's it's really simple. Uh, I'll be gone in about a month and flying out to California to teach the teachers this stuff at a different school. And and I'm, I'm gonna tell them like you guys, it's like if you want to build a school that's like this, think about what's in heaven and then just make that part of your school, right? So there's no bullying in heaven. Not one person gets bullied in heaven, not one. So it's not like, oh, we did good today, only five people got bullied. <laughs> like, no, nobody, right? That's a high calling. Exactly, it's a high calling, but if it was my kid, I would want my kid to go to school and not get bullied, right? Every Everybody matters in this, yeah? I like the daily bread line. Each day, we, God's gonna help us through each day, every, each day, manna, right? Yeah, we good? And then forgiveness is huge because we're all bumbling around in this cave, right? This cave of shadows. We're not in heaven yet, but we're trying to bring it here. Easy or hard? Hard, right? So we forgive each other when we mess up. And then I like the lead us not into temptation. The lead us not into temptation is saying, Holy Spirit, help me not to give in to temptation. It's not like he's going to like, hey, here you go. Here's some temptation. Good luck. No, it's like, lead me not, help me not to give in to it because there's temptations all around. And deliver us from evil. It's interesting that Jesus has us pray to God to protect us from evil because is there evil in our world? Welcome to worldview class. We believe that there's actual real evil. Not that it's just some perspective out there. It's evil. It's not God. It's not kingdom. And we got to come against that. And it comes against us. Like you were talking about. Like, hey, sickness, get the heck out of here. You're not from the king. Right? We doing okay? Thoughts, questions, comments here? Um, in my Shakespeare class, we spent like a whole block period on this love concept on page 17. Let's go there real quick. All right. Well, not real quick. We've got, we're, I got, 12 minutes, right? So, a little few more minutes. I got some more minutes, at least. Um, I'm putting the tunes on. I know, you're like, uh-oh, mood music. Yeah, mood music. I want these songs in the background of when we're talking about this. It's two songs about the Holy Spirit to guide us. This is impossible without God living in us, helping us do it. It's not possible. But I want you to consider here, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12 that we're a body and the body of Christ trying to live this all out and bring the kingdom in. And we all have different gifts and abilities and eyes and nose and someone's the armpit and someone's the toe and whatever. The poor person who's the armpit. Someone's got to be God's armpit, you know. Smell good. but we're all different things. He's like the the most the double positive, the most excellent way to be the body of Christ, which is we're all different sitting in this room together this year is love. It's intriguing to me. I didn't say this last period, but it's coming to mind to say it right now. If I was teaching at Glenbard West, Wheaton North, Naperville Central, where I was all offered jobs and I, I said no to come here, I would still use this to set up my classroom. Not the Lord's Prayer, I'd get fired that day. But I would bring up this passage. I would start class with this and talk about how we're going to do this in my classroom every day. Be the parent who calls in and says, well, you can't do that. Look at the list. 
I don't want kids to be patient <laughs> or kind. Oh, you don't? Okay. Like, what do you do? Right? But why might there be a big, oh no, this teacher's using the Bible. But look at the list. Who doesn't want this stuff? Right? I'd love for them to try and fire me for making a loving classroom. <laughs> like, go for it. Like, what if you don't want that at your school? I don't want to teach there. Right? I want to take it back to this. Some of you need to go down this list. And we were just doing it right now. God is patient. God is kind. God is not rude. God is not easily angered, which I think is interesting. Does he get angry? Yeah, he made a whip and flipped over tables, you know, so like, he gets angry at the right things at the right time. I mean, come on, if you're not angry at sex trafficking, what the heck is wrong with you? You should be furious that 12-year-old girls are getting sold for five bucks. I know God's angry about that. You just gotta get angry at the right thing, right? I had one teacher asked, do you ever get angry, Mr. D? I'm like, cool. <laughs> Don't let me catch you bullying. Anyway, all right. Um, God keeps no records of wrong. Zero. He's forgiving. He doesn't delight in evil. He rejoices with the truth. God protects even when that horrible thing happened. He's protecting. So either you're right and God didn't protect or God is love, which means he always protects. God trusts us. That's why he left. <laughs> he wants us to do it. God is hopeful and God perseveres with you and me. God is love. If he's not, like, I love what you said there. Like, well, I don't want to hang out with that guy forever if he's not love. If you want some other type of God, go ahead. It's worldview class. You can pick something else. I like this list. This is a God I want to hang out with. Forever. Yeah? That's why I can play this song and say, we want more of your presence. Let us become more aware of who you are. Right? Because my worldview... My God view is that God is loving and gracious and kind and good and he's a good dad. And he's watching out for me and he's guiding me and I can trust him. Even when he lets the bike crash, right? And that's gonna get even harder as we go, but we gotta at least start here, fair enough? So now what I want you to do, this song is gonna end I got the next song lined up and we got enough time to do it. Grab a pen or a pencil. Some of you, this is gonna be hard for some of us. I don't want you to feel like it's a shame fest right now. You'd miss the whole point. That's the last thing I want. There's no shame in heaven. Do we want it here? No. So I'd like you to grab a pen, a pencil, a crayon, something. And during this next song, I want you to write next to each of these, I am. For some of you, the Holy Spirit's going to be like, nudge, nudge, 
right? And that's your homework. Does that make sense? For some of them, you're like, yeah, I am kind. I am actually a patient person. Awesome. That's not arrogant. That's just truth. Let me give you guys one of the reasons why you're studying Ephesians right now. You have died with Christ and you have been transported to God's kingdom. And in God's kingdom, will you be all of these in heaven? Yeah, you will. So it's, it's your identity to be all of these things, right? And if you think, yeah, but being loving is going to take away my masculinity, really? The most masculine, powerful men I've met are these things. They're like the samurai who's the strongest guy in the room and the best sword fighter, and that's why nobody wants to fight him, <laughs> right? Because they know you'll, you know you'll lose. <laughs> They're the most gentle because they're the strongest. Are we, are we tracking? And, and if you think this is going to take away from your femininity, the most powerful women I've met are these things. There's this deep beauty in who they are. So powerful that it's almost a little intimidating. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, which isn't necessarily bad. <laughs> Hashtag Galadriel. You know, like, bring it, right? And I, was, I just talked about God as what? Masculine and feminine. Image of God is both of those. So here we go. I'm going to pray a prayer. Holy Spirit, fall fresh on us. Nudge us. Maybe even convict us. And encourage us as we go through this list on what we get to work on in this class for, for every person in the room. Every person in the hallway. Here we go. I'm going to do it. Do it. I'd like you to actually write I am. Even if it's not your book, go for it. If it is and you want to like circle something, go for it. I got to stop talking. So here we go. something hit tell the shame to get the heck out of here that won't do us any good God is all of these things if you've asked him to come inside your apartment temple body thing he's hanging out with you there he is all of these and he can teach you how to be like him yeah? Ask him to help you. I 
I'm playing this song very intentionally. That's what's gonna make this possible. Possible? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> possible. You know, these last few minutes of class, now you turn the pages that you read at the beginning. You see what's going on? Kingdom, mindset, love. We're gonna make it safe for each other, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, and socially safe. We're gonna respect each other, right? Which means to give, to give value, and to value others as they value, like to value. Honor is different. Honor is where we find the gold in each other. I love that. My daughter Anna, age seven. Oh, Dad, just take the L out. Find the what in each other? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Find the God in each other. Let's focus on that. That's honor. I know. She's seven? What the heck? I know. We're going to learn. We're here to learn. We all love to learn. You were created to learn. You might not like school. You love to learn, period. Right? You love to learn. I don't know how you learn. You do. Let's tap into that. We got to have fun. All the research says that you have, you learn more betterly when you have more fun. We got to have a good time. Jesus said, I came to give you life to the full. I came to make your joy complete. Yeah, hopefully you have a good time. It's your life. Might as well have fun. <laughs> On page 23 in this guidebook, there is a community code of love and honor. In the last minute or two, if you want to sign that, saying you agree to this, go for it. Sign it, right? If you want to wait till tomorrow when I read through it and sign it then, you can do that. Yeah, wait till tomorrow. But I want everybody to sign your name saying, I, I want this for this class and I'll do my best. Yeah. And then you turn the page and there's a way to examine yourself. But then we're off to unit one, trust, faith, island, nature of reality, allegory, the cave tomorrow. Yes? We good? Thanks for listening today. Thanks for walking through that today. I bless you. I'm excited. I love this class. Um, thanks for your participation today. Have a great day. You guys can go. See ya. This one is called For the Cross. It is legit. <laughs> Get the live one. But I love it when she, that, that kicked me. Boom! Yeah, she she sings this like she's standing on a mountain, just like let's go. <laughs> hey, Mr. Dominguez, send your treasure. Would you like some? Yeah, can I get some? Hey, thanks for putting that back. Didn't take the rest of the treasure. Thank you, Mr. Dominguez. Hey, bless you. Take it, dude. Peace. Thanks for your word today. That was really encouraging to me. Take care.
welcome to class.